This is Boston Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. This is an Eagles podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation. You can check out all Philadelphia sports content on phlsportsnation.com or PHL Sports Nation on Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you check it out for all of your needs. Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, and even the Union. Make sure you check us out there. My name is Matt Loopy, the host of the Birds Banter Podcast. You can find me on social media, Matt Loopy 11 on Instagram, Matt underscore Loopy on Twitter. And the Birds Banter podcast can be found, Birds Banter PHL on Instagram and Birds Banter on Twitter. Today, we're about at the halfway point of the Eagles offseason. Uh, believe it or not, their season ended back in January. We are now in mid-May, and the Eagles season is going to kick off um, early September. They got the first game against the Falcons, traveled down to Atlanta for week one in the 2021 season, where the Eagles are going to start off their new season with Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback. Super excited to see the Eagles schedule out, the draft picks. Um, now that every, everything is settled, it's time to figure out what moves the Eagles are going to make. They've been silently building a pretty decent roster over the last few weeks, um, especially through the draft. They made some moves in free agency. And then um, after the draft, they brought in some more playmakers. Some of them are just depth pieces, but we're going to go over just a review of what the Eagles have done over the past month or so. And then what's to come? Because the Eagles have the second part of their offseason coming. Um, they still have some glaring needs. They are in no, they're in no means going to be um, in Super Bowl contention. We are still a long ways away from that. But the Eagles have done a nice job this offseason. You know, going back to the beginning, um, getting rid of Carson Wentz and putting Jalen Hurts at the helm was obviously a must-needed move for the Eagles. They got a pretty good return um, out of him to the Colts. They brought in Anthony Harris. You know, they... they have been building this team that can honestly compete in the NFC East. And um, that's not a huge compliment to the Eagles because the NFC East is just a very poor team, or I mean, a for, poor uh, division. However, the Eagles have the pieces to compete. They have a new head coach that's going to bring a lot of new ideas, and that's going to bring some growing pains with the Eagles. But um, they have a lot of new players on the team. They have a lot of younger players and a quarterback who... The first couple of games that I saw him in 2020, I was thinking, man, Jalen Hurts in the game, he's always going to put up a fight to win the football game. So right now, looking at the schedule, I would predict, to, keep in mind, the Eagles have 17 weeks that they have to play now with this new season. Um, I think the Eagles are going to be a 6-11 and or 7-10 and team this year. And that's an improvement from their four-win season in 2020. It's still not good. It's definitely not good. But because... Right now, Washington won the division last year. Um, they could definitely do it again. They have a very good defense. They brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not going to go in and give him a big playoff push or be an MVP by any means, but um, not even a pro bowler for that matter. However, he is experienced. He can lead a franchise to at least a 500 season, I believe. I think he can definitely do that. Um, besides that, the Giants, they had a lot of firepower on offense. They got a lot stronger. Saquon's coming back. Kenny Galladay, Daniel Jones needs to take a big step. 
Kadarius Toney in the first round. They got Evan Ingram coming back. They've made some decent moves there on the offensive side of the ball. I think they signed an offensive tackle or something. But, yeah, they're Giants are solid. And then the Cowboys are my favorites for the NFC East right now. These are the This is the team that I think will win, um, mainly because of Dak Prescott coming back. They were a completely different team with Dak Prescott not on the field after he fractured his ankle or foot or leg, whatever it was, that freak injury that occurred early in the 2020 season. So with Dak coming back, they have a very good offense. Zeke's going to be back there. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, um, you know, Michael Gallup. They have a pretty solid offensive line, not as good as it used to be. But the defense was what was holding them back in 2020. Now they spent their first six selections of the 2020 draft on defense, starting with Micah Parsons. Then they increased their uh, their depth in the secondary and really added, oh, they got another linebacker. Um, you know, they really have been helping themselves on the defensive side of the ball. So if that rookie class can ball out, especially Micah Parsons up there at a linebacker, I think they're going to be the team to beat in the NFC East. The Eagles are going to be competing. You know, let's look back at the draft. We're the biggest players that the Eagles drafted. Number one, Devontae Smith, obviously. Heisman Trophy winner, coming from Alabama, super talented. The biggest knock on him is his frame. He's very thin. He's about six foot tall, 166 pounds. Um, you've seen the videos from Rookie Minicamp, I'm assuming, on Eagles social media, and he just looks very, very small. However, a lot of I, I've been one that has been criticizing him and saying, you know, Devontae Smith, he might not hold up in the NFL. However, you've seen him against SEC quality cornerbacks, and he's still beating them. He's still beating them off the line. He's still high-pointing the ball, getting those contested catches, and just outrunning everyone on the field. So I don't know. I'll see what he looks like when he gets on the field. I'm hoping for the best and hope he stays healthy. If I were the Eagles, I would definitely be trying to put him um, on a meal plan, get him up 10, 15 pounds before the season starts. That would be a smart move. I know he doesn't want to do that, but we'll see what happens. Landon Dickerson, the second round pick, obviously some big, big injury concerns with me, but he has the talent and the mindset to be a fantastic NFL player. I think he's going to be an awesome addition for the future. Might not play a lot in 2021 because the Eagles already have their guards and center pretty much lined up. But when Jason Kelsey finally hangs up his cleats next year, Landon Dickerson is going to be special on that offensive line. Super athletic, um, super talented player. Milton Williams, the defensive tackle, um, Louisiana Tech. I think he is an awesome addition. A big body in the middle can definitely add to the rotation of defensive tackles. And as I mentioned in the past on this podcast, the Eagles' defensive tackle position is kind of thin. They have uh, it's very top heavy, I should say, not thin. Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave at the top. But when their contracts are up and when they get older, there's really nothing behind them. And the Eagles love to cycle through these defensive linemen and make sure that they're starting caliber players coming off the bench to keep the pressure on the offense. And, you know, Milton Williams is going to do just that. So I really like that move, and it definitely helps the number three defensive tackle position that the Eagles have been lacking ever since their Super Bowl year. Zach McPherson, the corner from te- Texas Tech. This was their first defensive back taken off the board. Um, definitely surprised me when I saw this in round four because I, I, I do like Zach. I think he's going to be a great player. Um, but I thought the Eagles were going to take a corner sooner. And when you saw the board fall in round one, J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertain going very early, the Eagles did not get their chance to get their hands on them. 
um, you knew the Eagles were not going corner in round one. It was too early to reach for either Greg Newsom or Caleb Farley. Round two, you know, the Eagles had their opportunities to take a corner. They opted out, got their offensive line help, which I said they are going to take an offensive lineman or defensive lineman in the first two rounds, and they did just that. Um, but as far as corners go, they wait until round four, and, you know, that's just the approach that's going to have to happen when you are picking best player available. You never know who's going to fall to you. You just got to pick the talent as it falls. That's what they did with Zach McPherson. He is right now slated, in my opinion, to be the top outside corner opposite of Darius Slay. Kenneth Gainwell and Jacoby Stevens are my other two favorite draft picks. Kenneth Gainwell, a very dynamic running back. Um, he's a bowling ball up the middle, but he can also catch the ball of the backfield. And that awesome video of him throwing the pancake on Micah Parsons back against uh, Penn State two years ago was awesome. Jacoby Stevens, very versatile defender. The Eagles are listing him as a linebacker, but he can play some safety as well. I think he's going to be a fantastic addition in the secondary and to the front seven if need be. The Eagles have made some other moves after the draft, some very good players, especially Kerryon Johnson and Ryan Kerrigan, which we will get to in a second, but quickly we have breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have now successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the U.S. and Canada. This new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we are the first to get our hands on it and to share the news. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with, with this exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PHL at Manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. Their advanced ceramic blade and skin-safe technology is so good that it almost seems as Manscaped's work with Elon Musk's engineers to ensure your testes are safe as possible. What makes this trimmer different than all other trimmers? A new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock created for people who like to travel. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all over with additional guard lengths which with sizes 1 to 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. Show that mower off loud and proud. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. No person wants to end up with this pubes in his mouth, and your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PHL. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, so post-draft moves for the Eagles. They brought in Carrion Johnson running back, formerly with the Detroit Lions. I really, really like this move. As soon as he was released by the Lions, I was thinking, oh, this might be a, a uh, target for the Eagles, but I'm thinking, you know what? They they spent some money this offseason. They're pretty capped or strapped to their cap space. I don't know if it makes sense. I do know that Nick Sirianni loves bringing in running backs and he loves having a crowded backfield. Next thing you know, Carrion Johnson was claimed by the Eagles and uh, Nick Sirianni has a new toy in that backfield to play with. You know, he's got the... Um, the three down back in Miles Sanders who can do it all a receiving back in Boston Scott they just signed Jordan Howard before the draft you know their bowling ball up the middle and then similar to Kenneth Gainwell the draft pick Carrion Johnson is pretty similar he can run up the middle and he can also take the ball out of the backfield 
with reception. So I really like Carryon Johnson. He did have a fantastic rookie season, had some injury concerns later on in his career, um, but I think he's going to be a great addition to this Eagles team. The Eagles have a very, very crowded backfield now, which is a good thing because Nick Sirianni loves filtering through running backs, and we will get to more of that in our next podcast, talking more and more about the running back group. I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. So after that, Nate Meadows, he's a defensive back. I think he's more of a special teams guy, going to be filtering between uh, you know cornerback and safety. Eagles don't really um, have a spot for him to start. I don't think he's skilled enough for that yet, but he might be a special teams ace or a special teams piece that the Eagles can use um, on game day, but he has to make the team first for sure. After that, another bombshell for the Eagles, Ryan Kerrigan, who was you know released by the Washington football team. The Eagles snatch him up. And man, what a fantastic signing this was. Ryan Kerrigan has been terrorizing the Eagles for the past couple of seasons. Um, you know, he ripped Carson Wentz's jersey in half pretty much. And um, I love his play. You know, he's he's relentless. He was a fan favorite in Washington, um, awesome member of the community. I think the Eagles community is going to love him. Um, he seems very similar to what the Chris Lawn signing was back in 2017. An older player but can definitely contribute high motor and can come in when need be and be that awesome uh, rusher off the edge and just bring pressure, wreak havoc on opposing quarterbacks. Besides those moves, the Eagles just added some depth. They traded for Josiah Scott. They added Casey Tucker and then LaRaven Clark today um, on Wednesday, a uh, offensive tackle. I think these moves are just to fill out the 90-man roster. We're not going to bring in starters right now. Um, the Eagles are not in that position. But there are some big needs outside of what the Eagles have already addressed. And these needs might not be addressed this offseason. The Eagles are in rebuild mode. Not every position needs to be perfect. The Eagles have a pretty talented roster, but it's not very deep. You can argue that every single position needs work on. Um, I would say running back, they're probably pretty set with the addition of Carrion Johnson and Kenneth Gainwell um, behind Miles My- Sanders, obviously. But right now, the biggest needs right now, offensive, or uh, sorry, Outside cornerback, a punter, they don't even have a punter yet, defensive end and linebacker. Defensive end and linebacker are less of a need. Um, They added Ryan Kerrigan, and they added a lot of edge rushers, linebackers, defensive ends, whatever they're going to be categorized um, in the draft. Later on in the draft, Taron Jackson, um, Patrick Johnson. They also have guys like Josh Sweat who can come off the bench. But there aren't very many proven rushers that can step in besides Josh Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan. So the Eagles might be looking to add one or two more to take some pressure off of these rookies. So for outside corner, this is the biggest need for the Eagles, no question about it. Names that come to mind, Steven Nelson, Brian Poole, Brashad Breland, and Garyon Conley. I think these um, players right now are in the best situation to sign a one-year deal with the Eagles, kind of be a bridge between drafting a corner very high next year. The Eagles are going to be... with Darius Slay this season, next season is his contract year. He might be released. Who knows? Um, he might be a cap casualty. His cap or his uh, contract was restructured this past offseason. But if he does not fit the Eagles' future needs next season, I could definitely see him being a cap casualty and being released or traded from the team. So the Eagles are going to have a very big needed outside corner again next offseason. Um, obviously, there's a top corner in the draft, Derek Stingley. And uh, another great class coming in of talented cornerbacks the Eagles can look forward to. But right now, they need to make sure that they can even line up week one. If they would trust Zach McPherson to be outside corner, that's great. But what happens if the Eagles have more injuries? 
which they're very used to. They've been having so many injuries ever since 2017, and um, they could ruin this Eagles season. It could take them from a six to eight win team back down to four wins because, like I said, they have numbers. They have talent across the board, but they're not very deep. Numbers does not equal depth. And what I mean by that is their wide receiver group in particular, they have a lot of a lot of guys there. Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, John Hightower, Quez Watkins, Travis Fulgham, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, if you want to put him in there, Greg Ward. There's a lot of receivers there. However, are they good enough to be considered depth? If two of them get hurt, are the Eagles still in good hands? Absolutely not. So that's what I'm. That's what my mindset is right now. They have the numbers. They have the talent there if everything pans out, but they're not very deep. So if they get hit with injuries again like they're very used to, the Eagles are going to run into some problems. So right now, I think the Eagles need to target an outside cornerback. Zach McPherson might be the starter week one. However, you need to make sure if there are injuries, you put someone capable back there opposite Darius Slay. And who knows? Darius Slay is not invincible. He might get hurt as well, and the Eagles would be in very, very big trouble. So they need to make sure they address that. And come on, we need a punter. We can't have Jake Elliott taking punts back there or uh, Jalen Hurts. I don't know who would be even be the emergency punter, but a punter is still a big need. Whoever is signing as a punter right now, you're guaranteed a roster spot. So sign right up, join the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what's going to do it for this podcast of the Birds Banter Podcast. Make sure you check us out. Later this week, we're going to be talking about the running back group. Thank you all for um, listening to the podcast today. Make sure you follow us on social media, Birds Banter PHL on Instagram and Birds Banter on Twitter. I appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Go Birds. Thank you.